All right? And there's all kinds of stuff going on. And, you know, how you take up an offering and how to, how you deals with all that. You know, I ain't never went and got one donut. Well, I used to get donuts when we started the church, but I don't do any of that. And it all just happens, doesn't it? We have communion. We see, what, 500 cups, 600 cups. How does that happen? It takes people, man. Amen? And great people. Let's thank the Lord for it. It takes great people. Great people. Amen. That's what makes a church a church, man. And the Bible, the, the word church is, means a called out assembly. We've been called out. What does that mean? We've been called, we've been called forth to follow Him. That's God's will for everybody. But that's the church. We're local. And we're just a group of folks that get together in Jesus' name. Amen? And makes it happen. Day, day like today really highlights that. And then the band, the time that it takes to put into, to be a live band, to pull that off, that is, that's no slim, that's no slim deal there. That takes work, man. I've been a musician, singer for years. And I know that sometimes the hours it takes just to get a song right. So you don't slide off your note into la-la land. You know what I mean? It is crazy. But anyway, let's go to the message. Here's, here we go. Not long. Not long. Let's go, Raj. Can't be long. Amen. Jesus gets me. What is it? 35 right now? Is it 9? 935? 36? Be quiet. <laughs> Good grief. Say that out loud. Jesus what? He gets me. I want to look at it from a different angle today, a little different. You're going to see why he gets you and why he gets me, and nobody else can. You're going to see why nobody else can be your Savior and your Lord. Nobody's going to ever get you like he gets you and understands you and understands what you're going through. You're going to see it. Here it is. He gets me. Now, last week we gave a whole message on that, how that we don't have a, we don't have a, a Savior who hasn't been touched with our feelings, but in all points, he was tempted and tested just like we are, yet without sin. And so, as we took you through Passion Week, how he asked his disciples to pray for him in, in the garden, just watch with me for an hour, and he kept sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. He, he must have felt so unloved. I felt that. And then he was betrayed by Judas. I've been betrayed. He knows what it feels like. Peter denied him, and it says all the disciples forsook him and fled. I've had people forsake me. Do you understand how he gets us, yes or no? Humiliated? He was humiliated. They stripped him naked. That's not happened to me. That's not happened to me by somebody forcing that on me. But many in this room, that has happened to you. He gets you. He feels you. Remember that? He feels you. To be abused, I've suffered some abuse in my life. He was abused. I mean, He gets us. That's what I mean by this series. Rejected. His own Father turned His face away when He was on the cross. And Jesus cried, My God, my God, why have, why have You forsaken me? I've been rejected. Do you understand what I'm, where I'm coming from, yes or no? So he gets us. We don't have, like, God, you know, you don't understand. And we blame him. We blame him for stuff. We blame God. It's like a natural, sinful response that we have. When something bad happens in our life, why did you let this happen to me? When he's the one that's for us, not against us. Yes or no, amen? 
It's, we're just crazy people. That's why we need a Savior. We need the Lord. And we need God's Word to correct and help our crazy thinking. Amen? So, different message today. Only Jesus, just for us. Say that out loud with me. Only Jesus, just for us. I'd like you to place that word us with me. Let's say it again. Only Jesus, just for me. Say me at the end. One more time. Only Jesus, just for me. I want you to get it one more time. Only Jesus, just for me. Me. Did you know all today that we celebrate today is also about you? This Easter Sunday morning, the resurrection. Yeah, he did it, but he did it for guess who? Me and you. So we're part of this. Big part. That's what it was all about. Roger, help me, buddy. Let's roll. I want to teach you a verse this morning that's important. It's a toughie. But I want you to get the gist of it. Would you say it with me? For God has made Jesus to be sin for us. Why don't you say that again with me? Don't you let that sink in. For God has made Jesus be sin for us. That's crazy. Does the Bible say God so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish? But the Bible says God made Jesus to be sin for us. But God's holy. He's holy, holy. Look at the next part. Who knew no sin. So God made Jesus be, be my sin. He didn't know any sin. That's why this is about me. This is about me today. He died for me. He rose for me. He died for my sins, not his sins, my sins. Only God could do this. No man could do this. Don't ever put your trust in a man or a woman. What are you doing? God made Jesus. Say it again. God made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of in Jesus. Oh, you don't believe in that Jesus, do you? If you don't believe in Jesus, you're shot. No hope. Do you see any other names in that verse, say? See any other names? You don't believe that Bible, do you? I'd be a fool not to believe that. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? Say it with me, the whole verse. For God has made Jesus to be sin for us. Who knew? No, sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in, in Jesus. I'm going to tell you something right now. You ought to circle that. You ought to write that verse down. You ought to know that verse. That verse will help you fight Satan, fight yourself, fight all kinds of crap in your life. That's incredible. That's a powerful, powerful verse. Only Jesus gets me. Why? Because nobody else did that. I mean, I've had people stand up for me. There was a bully years ago when I was a little boy. And I was little at one time. 
I was. I started growing like a weed in about the fourth, fifth, about the fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. I still remember Ken Grooms going to me one day and saying, "You getting big, little kid?" But there was a boy on the bus, and I lived in a bad part of town, in a rough, rough, rough area. And the kid's name was uh, Charlie Ingram. He was a bully. Big. Charlie had, Charlie like seventh grade, had a mustache, built arms. I mean, what the heck? And he would take our money. He'd take our money. I don't know why I tell stories. This ain't in the message, but we're going to go with it. He'd take our lunch money. 50 cents. And you give it to him. And that's the bus I was on. And uh, I'm talking about nobody ever stood for me and gets me like Jesus. But somebody that reminds me of Jesus in my life is my brother Terry. Y'all know Terry. He's coming again. We're going to preach sometime again. It's going to happen. He's an electrician, but he can preach. But... Uh, Terry was six, seven years older than me. And back in Carolina, you could drive a school bus when you were a student. Like a senior. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. When kids, it was fine. We had no problem. It was fine. That's the truth, buddy. Welcome to America. But anyway, well, my brother switched with somebody and drove that bus. And my brother was big, big athlete, star baseball player. He dealt with Charlie. (laughs) Yeah. Never had another problem out of Charlie. Jesus dealt with the Charlie in your life. Jesus dealt. He became, he became the Charlie and everything else in your own life. The sin in your life. He became our sin so we could be so that we could have his righteousness that's something special y'all hear me today is that too deep theology for you tell you what jesus didn't know sin but he was made sin for me i didn't know righteousness but i was made righteous by jesus christ back up and say that again why don't you say it with me this message is almost over i don't have a long message this is the message Start it from the top, Raj. Back it up. Thank you, buddy. Jesus was made sin for me. Amen? Keep going. I didn't know righteousness, but I was made righteous by Jesus Christ. Nobody else was ever made sin for me. I want you to say that out loud a couple of times. Nobody else was ever made sin for me. One more time. Nobody else was ever made sin for me. Did my brother take up for me? Did he help me? Yes, but he was not made sin for me. Got it? Nobody else was ever made sin for me. Say it again. Nobody else was ever made sin for me. And this ain't just somebody. This is God Himself became sin for you and me. But I'm not loved. I don't matter. What are you talking about? That's just our crazy head again. 
we got to know we're loved. Amen? He was made sin for me. Does Jesus get you or not? If He was made sin for you, do you think He knows you? Say yes or no. Oh, yeah. You think He knows the good? Mm -hmm. You think He knows the bad? You think He loves you anyway? Absolutely. Who does that? Only Jesus, just for us. Only Him will quit with this. We're going to read the Scriptures. Then Pilate took Jesus. He scourged Him. Just for us. The soldiers planted a crown of thorns and put it on Jesus' head. They put on Jesus a purple robe. And they said, Hail, King of the Jews. They smote Him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and says, Behold, I bring Him forth to you that you may know I find no fault in Him. But you know why? Because He was without sin. I was the guilty one. Then came Jesus forth wearing a crown of thorns, a purple robe. Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw it, they cried out saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said, Take you him and and you crucify him. I don't find any fault in him. But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and they led him away. And he bearing his cross. That was my sin on him. Went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which in the Hebrew is Golgotha. Where they crucified him and two others with him. On either side, and Jesus was in the middle. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the King of the Jews, but that he said he was the King of the Jews. Pilate said, Shut your mouth. I've written what I've written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, not for his sin, my sin, they took his garments, they made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. And the coat was without a seam woven from the top throughout. They said among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be that the Scripture might be fulfilled, which this was prophesied, which said, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus' his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother... And the disciple standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold your son. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, 
that the Scripture might be fulfilled. On the cross, He said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar. They put it upon hyssop, and they put it in His mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, He said, It is finished. And He bowed His head. And He gave up the ghost. He died. The Jews therefore, because of it, the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, they besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and they broke the legs of the first and the other one that was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, saw that he was dead already, they didn't break his legs. But one of the soldiers did take a spear and pierce his side. And out came blood and water. For his sin? No, he didn't know sin. That was my sin. You understand the verse better? John writing says, I saw this. I was there. I bear record. And my record is true. What I'm telling you is the truth. I'm not lying to you, John says. For these things were done that the Scriptures should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, another Scripture says, they shall look on him whom they've what? Did you know there was no crucifixion when that Scripture was prophesied in the Old Testament? There was no such thing as crucifixion when that Scripture was prophesied. Isn't that crazy? Only Jesus, just for us. You understand the message today? Is it pretty clear? Roger, I'm quitting. Two reasons he did that. Two reasons. Love, love. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Here's something else he had. Courage. He had courage. He had courage. He has a strong love for you. You hear me or not? How many would raise a hand and say, Pastor, many times in my life I've not been easy to love? How many hands would pop up? See? He's got a strong love for you. He knows all the crap you've ever been through, but He also knows all the crap you've caused. Because He gets you. He became sin for you. That's a great God. What should my response be to this kind of message? Here would be a good one. Thank you. How about, can we say that? Thank you. It, was it, wouldn't that be a good response to what He did for us? How about thank you, Lord, for doing that for me? And how about I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to live my life for you. Would that be a fair response? Yes or no? Let's thank the Lord for His Word. We're done. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord.